what's up anchor fm you guys is naya hard eyes in the building this is episode 12 of boss up with naya hard eyes and i hope y'all are ready first and foremost let me just say happy tuesday it's another beautiful tuesday ready to get some knowledge fed to our brain it's the 17th on this lovely day in the year 2020 can't believe how fast it is flying by and just real quick how was y'all's friday 13th Let's recap the things we've gone over besides the spooky season stuff all about all in last week's episode. Um, Let's recap previously on Boss Up with Naya Hard Eyes. We went over some goal setting. We went over time management, how to stay disciplined, ways to get your ego right and not too big, but you know, just right. (laughs) We went over pride, confidence. We went over obstacles, good and bad habits that you should take and get rid of. Uh, Just taking action in general when it comes to goals or just, you know, life itself. We went over inconveniences. Uh, We went over some sad stuff too, you guys. I know everything sounds pretty boss up right now, but we went over what it's like to lose a friend, how to be your friend. And but let's not forget my favorite episode, which was episode five, my body journey. Uh, that was my favorite because talked about my 50 pound transformation check it out you guys if you're interested but we also went over just the mindset routines trial and error and how to strengthen your diet physical and mind all right so you know what today's episode is gonna be about probably not because i haven't talked about it but just know it's going to be some good information so for today's episode We had one sad kind of lifestyle episode, which was the one about, you know, losing a friend to death or along those lines just in general. That was the one sad episode I've had on this season so far. But now, for some people, it might be the second saddest because now I have another sad episode. But I I hate the word that I hate the fact that I'm using the word sad but it's just life, you guys, you know, losing a friend, being just, that is part of life, whether they lose their life, or, you know, it's just they're out of your life, regardless, I don't want you guys to think, oh, Naya's, Naya's throwing in some sad stories, like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't listen to her no more, like, guys, I'm just being honest, I want to be truthful with y'all, make sure I'm giving out some good information that's going to be useful for every aspect of not, of life, not just the positives and the ways to get to the top, you know, let's talk about the negatives and how we can cope with that, so when times like this do come during our boss-up journey, we know exactly how to handle it. So for today's episode, episode 12, we're getting into some heartbreak stuff. So coming up, I'm going to tell you guys the best way to deal with heartbreak or breakup or separation, things along those lines. Then I'm going to get into traits to look for in a partner. Now, I was going to say husband because it's easier, not even easier for me, but you know, it would be more convenient for the ladies out there and for myself to just, you know, re-embrace the things I need to look for in a husband. But I just want to do a partner because in 2020, things are very versatile and, you know, you can look for these things in a husband and a wife. So therefore, traits and a partner is coming up. Uh, We're going to talk about how there is no rush when it comes to things in life, especially with partnership or, you know, love life. There's no rush. We'll go over that. And lastly, coming up is going to be just to live for you, reasons to live for you, and why it's so important. 
you guys. I can't wait to get into today's episode. But before we dive right in, you know the vibes. Time for some music. So before we get into um, the topic of heartbreak and breakups, I want to give you guys the song Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson. I think it's going to fit perfectly with what we're about to, about to get into. And I hope y'all enjoy. We'll talk after. Love letter right before my classes. I could have got a 
someone that's only average for advice. OMG, you listen to that? Mm. Woe is me, baby, this is tragic. Cause we, we had it. it, we was magic. I was flying, now I'm crashing. Uh. This is bad, real bad, Michael Jackson. Now I'm mad, real mad, Joe Jackson. You should leave your boyfriend now. I'm so Alrighty, you guys, welcome back to the sound of my voice. I hope you didn't like that song. It was Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson, and I just really thought it was a great song to include in this message because when love knocks you down, just get back up. And I just really like the message behind that and just, you know, the lyrics that she put into this. So some information that I want to share with you guys about Carrie Hilson is her, well, this song it's from the album A Perfect World, which was dropped in 2009, and her birthday is 12-15-82. And just some quick and useful information about Carrie Hilson. Uh, before she utilized her talents for her own solo endeavors, R&B singer, vocal arranger, and songwriter Carrie Hilson wrote a slew of songs, many of them chart toppers for several popular artists in the mid-2000s as past of the five-person production songwriting team known as The Clutch. Um, people are just curious as to why they haven't heard music lately from Carrie Hilson, and that's due to the fact that for nine years, she took an, a nine-year break um, due to depression, but I just still love her music, and I still think it's important to keep it alive and just, you know, continue to play it on and just know, you know, our culture. That was like the mid mid 2000s and that's just when I was really you know on the come up of growing up but yes hope you guys enjoyed that song and got some you know good messages from it I really enjoyed it but I think you guys are gonna enjoy what we have coming up best ways to handle a breakup or heartbreak I know it doesn't sound like how can how can that be better than the song at this point but we're gonna make it happen so for today let's get into the good sauce so to begin, I just want to say everybody goes through it and I want to give you reasons why people go through breakups or heartaches so you don't feel like you're alone. People go through the same thing for the same reasons. So here are some reasons for y'all. Bad behaviors. People with bad behaviors can easily break up because when things collide, it's just not going to be healthy and bad behavior is going to lead to a breakup or heartbreak. Cheating. That should honestly been the first one I mentioned because, you know, cheating, that's, that's a very serious topic. And, you know, loyalty is very important when it comes to a couple, when it comes to your partner. And you never want to hurt them in any type of way. So cheating, I think, is, like, going to be the worst. That's a valid reason to break up with the person. You know, don't feel bad for breaking up with them because they cheated. Just got to say that. <laughs> Dis, oh, I'm sorry, misdirected and anger. So, you know, you or your partner may direct their anger differently or you know take it out on each other and when you don't mean to or you know not know how to control yourself but that can just lead to problems as well and it's a big reason 
why people are breaking up, divorces are happening, because they don't know how to direct their anger correctly. Being unsupportive is another reason, which is also very common, whether it's supportive with your dreams, your goals, you know, your family life, your hobbies. It can just be anything along those lines. And just not being supportive is just so unattractive, whether it's the female or male or, you know, whichever partner in the relationship. With no support, you're not going to feel any spark or love actually from that person. So definitely leave them if this is happening or just, you know, with toxic traits like that, uh, withholding affection and attention. Guys, you deserve whatever you want. Also, let me mention that. So if you feel like this breakup is so, you know, overwhelming only because, you know, you didn't give enough affection or attention or vice versa. Well, listen, that's a valid point because your partner is somebody you're supposed to give affection to and your attention to. It's not being just, you know, selfish with one person. That is your partner. So it's totally understandable. And lastly, just the, you know, two more reasons to seal up reasons why people break up so often is for lying and stealing you know why would you want to lie and steal from your partner your loved one somebody that you wake up with or you know see all the time tell them you love them why would you want to steal from them that is just so ridiculous to me so you guys if one of these situations has happened to you or you know somebody's happened to them or you're going through it i want to give you some good you know good old-fashioned ways to reunite if you feel you guys can work things out again so I'm getting this information from insider.com from Kristen Salaki, and she says getting together after a breakup is a very common thing. A study found that almost 50,000 of couples, 50%, I'm sorry, of couples admitted to reuniting with their partner after they had broken things off. But even though it's done pretty frequently, rebuilding a relationship after a breakup is not so easy. If you're thinking about getting back with, you, with an ex, the first thing you need to decide is if you're both really want it. Best case scenario, you're both equally enthusiastic about reuniting. This won't work well if one person is co- isn't convinced they want to try again. So you guys, if you're going through that heartbreak and you feel like your partner might want to work things out and but you know you want to work things out or vice versa, listen, do not try getting back together if the feelings aren't mutual. Do not try to get back together if the feelings are mutual but aren't strong though that's just that's just not going to be valid and that's not going to be helpful or useful for you in the long run because it's just going to lead to another downfall with you know just studies saying so but gonna get back into the good sauce so if you're thinking about getting back together with an ex the first things you want to decide is if you both really want it so you know best case scenario try it again but it is also imperative that both parties examine their reasons for wanting to get back together and sometimes that requires a little time to test your separation alone so people with romantic breakups are among the most common yet somehow underrated traumatic events in our lives this is coming this is information coming from jean kim she is an md i'm getting this information from psychologytoday.com and now she's getting into you know the actual hurt from the breakup so i was giving some information about you know the percentage 50 percent will get back with their ex after a breakup or heartbreak but now if you don't see that happening let's talk about some ways to really just get 
over and help yourself through this breakup. So from the doctor herself, she says romantic breakups are amongst the most common yet okay traumatic events in our lives. Perhaps because breakups are so universal, most people discuss them openly with each other and are symptomatic. On the other hand, precisely because of the frequency of breakups, people can minimize how deeply hurtful and damaging a breakup really can be for an individual. So you guys, if you're getting broken up with, if you're breaking up with somebody, just please show some sympathy because remember, you guys were together for a very long time and they are probably hurting just as much as you. So it's important to take some time off and let it out is one example she gives. So it's probably best not to suppress or hold back one's emotions, especially immediately after a breakup. However, the emotions can be so intense that they may not be appropriate for a public display. So take time, go somewhere private and sob out, yell it out, scream it out. It's normal. When I went through one of my breakups, y'all, I knew that I needed to just cry it out because it was the only way I was going to feel better. But I'm going to get deeper into how I um, overcame a breakup or handled mine so you guys can just get the MD's perspective and then mine. So let me just continue with the MD's. So then she also recommends to sleep, eat, and exercise. As tempting as it is to throw your regular schedule out the window, you guys, now is the time and it's most crucial to stick to it. Keep to your usual sleeping and eating schedules and the amount as much as possible and get out some extra anger or energy in the gym. It may be hard to do at first, but trying to at least go through the motions will speed the healing process. Treat yourself right is another reason or way to handle a breakup, you guys. Now is a fine time to do self-care rituals At other times, you might consider to be unnecessary splurges. Shop for clothes, accessories, or makeup. Get a new haircut, nibble on some chocolate, anything that boosts your sense of self-esteem and someone worthy of comfort and pride. So yeah, just gonna comment on that really quick. Retail therapy is my weakness. So treat yourself right, yes, but also don't overdo it because I can, you know, slip into a hole that I don't want to get myself out of because I love every single one of my purchases. (laughs) Okay. And the last example I want to give you guys about, you know, how the MD thinks she are best ways to handle a breakup is just to meet new people. As hard as that sounds, just hear her out. She says, while rebounding can be risky, it's, it is okay when one feels ready. On average, it takes people three to six months to test the dating waters. And actually, this is probably the quickest way to restore one's feelings of being a viable mate. The key is to take it slow and steady. Okay. Three to six months, though, doesn't sound average because honestly, I know girls and myself included not to throw myself under a bus because I feel confident saying this, but I've been able to get over a breakup within a month. So, I mean, I know it's not three months, but within a month, like I was able to get my confidence back, you know, and just ready to meet new people and treat myself right, want to hit the gym and exercise and all those things that she mentioned. But now I want to mention to y'all how I did it, how I handled a breakup or heartbreak. So first, what I always did when it first happened, it's just a habit of mine. I put my phone on do not disturb because I do not want anybody disturbing my peace or telling me, you know, like or hitting me up when I don't want to hear it. I just turn my phone off, get my priorities together and do what I need to do instead of want to do first. And, you know, 
I did that because I had to embrace my blanket of emotions that was around me. So during a heartbreak, the best way I could describe it is, you know, you want to do better. You don't want to sit there sad, crying over your partner, crying over the situation. So the best way I described it to my sister to try to express my emotions to her was my emotions were all wrapping me like a blanket. And, you know, I couldn't help but cry and think of the memories. And it's just like, I want to do better. I don't want to think about that 24-7. So what I did was I told her, I'm like, look, you have to let me cry in order for me to get better. Like, I have to let this out. So my emotions, you know, I don't want to just go through the motions with life when I'm still sad. You know, I want to be completely happy and not just go through the motions because I'll go through the motions if I act happy, but I'm still sad. So I let that blanket do its thing, wrap around me. And then I just start to make myself feel better eventually. And like I said, I think it might be a record for myself at least. But within a month, I was not, I wouldn't even say completely fine, but you know, I got my confidence back. I was feeling myself, you know, I literally feeling myself. Like I hit the gym. I was like feeling just great. So that's how I handled a breakup. And I hope you like what Jean Kim, the MT, had to say for handling a breakup. I hope that was useful for you guys. Honestly, I know it was useful because it was useful to just say to myself, say out loud for y'all to hear. But before we get into the next juicy topic, which is going to be traits in a partner, I want to get into some more music. Girls Need Love. Summer Walker made this song and I'm just going to give you some more information before I splurge and spill all the tea on it already. Hope you guys enjoy and can't wait to hear it. You don't really call on me like you should 
think about all through the hood Problems, but everything's all good My love, your doesn't want smoke with me Nah, no way Trust me, it's all okay Trust me, it's all You just need some Someone that's calm and patient Submission, domination Archback, deep stroke, white wine, we smoke That's my best combination You just need some With no complications You just need some You just need some Late night attention Unconditioned All that you're missing, my baby Duh. Shouldn't even have to justify I get it, I'm on your side Guys get their way all the time Besides, pleasure not meant for one side You should just do what's best for your mind How about I just take my time You call up my line I fall up inside you Girls need love too, I know bleeps in that song because it is a very explicit song but i love this song oh my goodness i was jamming out to this especially when i was going through a breakup so you guys that song right there was girls need love too or just girls need love sorry by summer walker featuring drake that was the remix um some good information i got on miss summer walker is her birthday is april 11th 96 so that makes her an aries which is my favorite she's 24 years young as of today and this song dropped in 2019 from her album last day of summer uh well her real name let's just get into some good sauce is summer walker that's really you know a unique name just in general and the fact that she gets to use her real name that's just amazing to me especially when it comes to the music industry i feel like so many people have to try to get their like label there's like what they are and summer walker is is who she is so before i get into some good information about her if y'all haven't seen what this lady looks like oh my goodness she is hot she's hot she's beautiful she is a female artist with face tats and she's the best looking female artist with face tats in my eyes but y'all let me get into some good sauce so all right born on april 11 1996 summer walker had to go through some hardships before she first launched her music career for two years, the singer worked as a cleaner and a stripper in Atlanta, Georgia, while teaching herself how to play guitar by watching tutorials on YouTube. It all began to change when she was discovered by a woman who works at the studio manager of the label LVRN in the city. Thanks to the woman, she was signed into the label and began working on her first commercial mixtape, Last Day of Summer, making, it, making its way out on October 19, 2018. The album was well received by critics and helped her name become known to other people. The success of her album also helped her name her be named Apple Music's Up Next Artist in 2019 and joined forces with Drake for the remix of the album's lead single, Girls Need Love. Yo, try telling you, I tried telling you she was the hottest artist coming out and oh my goodness, the fact that she taught herself a hobby is just amazing because I want to teach myself a hobby. I mean... 
podcasting is a hobby, but I just want to do an actual physical hobby. You know, I need to dedicate more time to, you know, focus. That just sounds amazing to me. But I hope you guys loved this song. Girls need love too. Love the beat. And I love when Drake came in and remixed this song up. So you guys, let's get back into the good sauce. But before we do get into those traits and a partner, y'all, let's talk about where you're at y'all tune in to boss up with naya hard eyes it's episode 12 and we're getting some great content when it comes to heartbreak and situations in life that we can't avoid so another heart-wrenching topic but it's part of life and it'll be useful to some of the listeners out there hope you guys are enjoying what i've had to say so far and now let's get into traits to look for in a partner slash you know just husband and wife I'm getting some information from psycholive.org from a PD, Lisa Firestone, and I really thought you guys would like what she has to say and how she put it into terms. So she starts with December 31st may be about the New Year's kiss, but by New Year's Day, most people are thinking about what comes after the kiss. This can be a good metaphor for our dating habits in general. The person we look to find or look for instant passion, an immediate spark, or even a New Year's kiss is not always the same person we will be happy sharing our lives with long-term. With this mind, it's safe to assume that one major reason that finding lasting love proves a challenge is such qualities we seek in a partner aren't always those that lead to enduring intimacy. Yes, the reasons we fall in love may be a mystery, but the reasons we stay in love are far less elusive. That is why this New Year's, I propose making a few resolutions about what we look for in a romantic relationship. There may be no such thing as a perfect partner, but an ideal partner can be found in someone who has developed themselves in certain ways that go beyond the surface. While we can seek out a specific set of qualities that is uniquely meaningful to us alone, there are certain psychological characteristics both of you and your partner can aim for that can flame not only stronger, more passionate, and more fulfilling, but also far less likely to die at the moment the clock strikes midnight. Many of these qualities won't be apparent to us when we are first meeting someone, but as we get to know people we date, they are individual traits that both of you need to look for to strive for in ourselves. These ideal attributes include one, maturity. Also, she did list, Lisa listed a bunch of traits, but I only want to go over the few that I feel are very, very important because I want to also tell you guys the traits that I wrote down on my personal list that I went to at church camp in 2017. Who is such a cute little list? And I just want to go over those personal traits that I wrote down. So to start, the PD says maturity. This state is not meant to echo the ever based mantra, but it is important, you know, being a grown-up isn't merely a matter of not acting like a kid anymore. It's not about a boyfriend who remembers to take out the trash or a girlfriend who never runs late. These qualities are nice, but to truly grow up means making an active effort to recognize and resolve negative influences from the past. An ideal partner is thus willing to reflect on his or her history and is interested in understanding how old events inform current behaviors. So I'm going to make a comment on that and I'm going to continue on with what she has to say. Maturity is very, very important. You know, you do not want to get with somebody who is immature because then they're going to be, that comes with insecurities, that comes with, you know, like not very, like kind of problematic and, you know, just not very solution 
oriented, if that makes sense. I think maturity should be a number one priority, especially when you know your mindset and when you have that boss mindset because we're bossing up with our hard eyes. We can't forget that. So I just really wanted to make maturity the first thing I pointed it out because that's just very important, especially when you're dating a boss like yourself because hold yourself to that standard, y'all. You deserve what you give. All right, getting back into it. When people mature emotionally, they are less likely to reenact or project past experiences onto their current relationships. They develop a strong sense of independence and autonomy, having differentiated from destructive influences from early in life as they evolve within themselves. They are less likely to look for someone to compensate for shortcomings and weaknesses or to complete their incompleteness. So, naturally, becoming emotional emotionally mature ourselves helps with the process and dramatically improves our chances of achieving a solid and rewarding relationship so guys y'all should i know the bosses out there are mature but you know if you could just see a spark of immaturity balance each other out get that spark going for maturity and y'all are gonna have a great healthy relationship who doesn't want that Next is honesty and integrity, you guys. So she says, nothing has been more destructive or impact on the close relationship between two than dishonesty and deception. Even in painful situations such as infidelity, the blatant deception involved is often equally, if not more, hurtful than unfaithful acts itself. Uh, This goes for all levels of communication, both verbal and nonverbal. Being open and honest in our most intimate intimate relationships means really knowing ourselves and our intentions while we can prove difficult is an effort worth striving for. So when it comes to seeking your partner, you guys, look for that honesty and integrity because you don't want anybody that you can't back up. You know what I'm saying? Be with somebody you can support. You will have their back 100% right or wrong, but you know they're mostly going to be right. So honesty integrity is a big big trait to look for in a partner next she says and i'm just gonna say three more from her and then i'm gonna give a nice handful that i wrote personally so it says respect and independence ideal partners value each other's interests separate from their own they feel you know like they desire the same thing but you know they also give their distance so ideal partners treat each other with respect and sensitivity They do not try to control each other with threatening or manipulative behavior. They are respectful of the partner's distinct personal boundaries while at the same time remaining close physically and emotionally. Valuing and respecting other partners' sovereign minds and not trying to change them allow us to really know them as as separate people. So look for that respect and independence so you can just always be freshly and, you know, it's just a refreshing breath of air to know your partner, when you're not around, they got themselves. You know, you, they are independent and you do not have to completely like just cradle this person. Next is affection. The ideal partner is easily affectionate and responsive on many levels, physically, emotionally, and verbally. He or she is personal, acknowledging and outwardly demonstrative of feeling of warmth and tenderness this person should enjoy closeness and being sexual and feel uninhibited and giving an exception accepting affection and pleasure being open to both giving and receiving affection adds a poignant feeling to our lives and lastly sense of humor the ideal partner has a sense of humor 
being able to laugh at ourselves makes life much easier. Plus, it's one of the life's greatest joys to be able to laugh with someone close to us. So you guys, look for those traits in a husband from Lisa. She's saying affection, sense of humor, respect and independence, honesty and integrity, and mainly maturity are great traits to look for in a husband. Now, I want to tell y'all some of my favorite things off of my list that I wrote as a little girl. I was only 16 so here let's get into it so i wrote down all of these things sense of humor maturity integrity honesty but i also wrote down simpler traits like handyman you guys i mean this is just me but you guys can also always piggyback off of it feed off of it i want a handyman somebody who can fix the faucet if something's wrong or you know unclog the toilet or you know the drain because i have a lot of hair and the shower gets a little clogged up sometimes i put down you know open with god that is a number one priority to me because i want to also have a good spiritual relationship with my partner as well as just healthy relationship in general so i'm hoping you guys got some great use out of the information I gave about traits to look for in your partner, I really liked what the doctor had to say, but also rereading my list right now, I'm not going to get into everything because it's very long and it's just going to eat up a bunch of our time, but it was just refreshing to see, you know, me at 16 years old writing down my traits for a husband and still 110% agreeing with it to this day. I know it's only been three years later, but still, it's a big it's a it's a it means a lot so i'm glad i was able to give that information to you guys and share that with you i might have had some new listeners join in and if that is you welcome to episode 12 you guys boss up with nine hard eyes we're talking about heartbreak we went over traits to look for in your partner up coming up is there's no rush and also coming up is just to live for you really excited for the next two topics but let's just recap one more time this is Naya Hard Eyes. We bossing up. Usually my channel is all about, you know, self-development and mindset, everything lifestyle pretty much. But right now we're getting into the part of life nobody really loves. But it's okay because it's part of life and it's just a heartbreak. So yes, guys, let's get into how there's no rush. So studies show you'll find the one in your 20s for females 25 for males 28 well which is crazy because i'm only 19 and i found the one about five times you know i've had a good handful of boyfriends but that doesn't matter i think she might be onto something because hmm, i mean I'm, I'm not even 20 yet that's the best part so what, what what is she trying to say well let's get into it so i'm getting information from brit and co dot dot co <laughs> and she just this is information sorry i'm getting off track right now but yes this is from courtney clift um reading information off her website this as anyone who's ever been on a date like really just one date finds finding the one is no easy take even if you took an online soulmate test and signed up for a dating app it's highly likely that you still end up your day wondering when the universe is finally going to gift your lifelong partner if you're searching for a little bit of scientific insight, you might want to check out a recent survey conducted by Match.com's UK branch that reveals when most daters meet their match in a comprehensive new studies that dives into all the major dating milestones. The dating website has revealed that people in Britain tend to meet the one at age 27. So damn, <laughs> not gonna lie, I want a family younger 
but I mean, shoot, if I meet my soulmate at 27, I mean, I, I guess I can't be mad, that's my soulmate. Either way, I know I'm going to be an actress, and I don't want my boyfriend in the meantime to just be upset with me when I have to kiss somebody as part of my scene. So, you know what, maybe I just will get married, who knows, and who knows if my complicated relationship listening right now might just be like, what the heck? Either way, I'm getting back into the real good sauce. So Match.com surveyed over 2,000 men and women to map out the average dating journey for, from most first meetings to getting hitched to having kids. They've also gone ahead and illustrated that info in this well-designed, des- um, kind of eerily-looking real-life version of a board game life, right? Contrary to what we learned in grade school, it looks as though daters are more willing to kiss than to hold hands. This study revealed that the first kiss might happen immediately. So, first kiss kind of, kind of, it means a lot though, you know, because that can just set it off or, you know, set it up. And I like when it sets it up, but I love kissing. Oh, let me stop. Okay, let me get back into it. Guys, Match.com also mentions that those big three words talking about I love you are spoken on average about after five months of dating 144 days okay quick little interruption for my comment right now i mean i feel like because i'm a kid or not even a kid but most of my relationships were during my kid years i said i love you probably well honestly i want to say the my partner said i loved you first maybe within the first like three weeks because yo what's not to love but i mean five months that's considerable you know i'm not mad but i feel like at 27, you know, five months is very crucial. So, continuing. She says, a quick trip or a major vacation is likely to happen after the first year between 204 and 298 days. And you can expect the major where do you see this going chat to go down shortly after that. Now, back to the magic age you might meet the one. According to math.com, um, findings women are more likely to meet the special someone earlier in the life at age 25 whereas the match for closer to 28 for men however 50% of the folks on the website surveyed all meets their partners at some point during their 20s it's important to you know just stay open-minded there's no rush because look at me giving you all this information at 25 it's saying I'll find my soulmate and you know hopefully that means my soulmate's 28 because then he'll find me but that's still five years down the road and here I am crying I can't even tell you how many times I've cried over a boy but here I am crying because of a situation of a breakup or heartbreak but really guys I just broke it down to y'all why there's no reason there's no rush in finding a partner I have five years to find my partner so that's why I'm, I'm not really tripping so with that being said you know I haven't even hit my 20s yet so have I really found the one or is it still coming, you know? I, I'm still young and I have no no hate against every any anybody with all my past relationships. I think it just only made me a better person and made me boss up for one, of course. So I just loved I just have so much love to give still and you know I don't have hard feelings. Some people after heartbreaks are just so cold and you know, just have very hard feelings towards each other. And I just wanna say that's no bueno, at least in my book, because I I do believe in love and I do believe, you know, everybody has somebody for everybody. I don't know when I'm going to find my partner. And, you know, of course, I want it soon because that's just how I am. That's just how I'm built. I love being in a relationship, you know, taking care of somebody and having somebody 
you know, there for me mentally, physically, emotionally, verbally, every one of those. So that's why I am always in a relationship. But I mean, at this point, it's obvious that they aren't working out because, like I said, haven't even hit my 20s yet when I'm supposed to find, quote unquote, the one. But I've had a handful of boyfriends and I love them all. Or I have, you know, and I still have love to give. So I, I know I'm not messed up in the head or brain yet. I'm not emotionally scarred. So with that being said, before I jinx it, knock on wood, that nothing along those lines happened to me during my journey of finding the one. But like, like Courtney Cliff said, you guys, there is no rush. You have time. If you're in the same age group or range of myself, don't rush finding the one because trust me, they're coming. And it might be before 25 or 28 for yourself. But just remember that there is absolutely no rush and you'll find the one and it all happened in right time. So with that being said, y'all, and the last little snippet of information I want to give y'all is also for the lady bosses out there. Us women are more successful single anyways. So like, yeah, there's definitely no rush. I was most successful during my weight loss journey and I was single no distractions so it might be a benefit also I just I just want to really enforce the fact that there's no rush into finding love or you know getting over a heartbreak anything along those lines I've talked a whole bunch right now my mouth is getting dry and tired so I'm gonna give us our last little music break I hope you guys enjoy what song is coming up it's gonna be from an artist you haven't heard before and I can't wait to update y'all on what information he has to offer Time and a half and ten 
yourself as you would want somebody else to treat you and you will see how people behave towards your changes for the better all right next putting yourself first makes you confident so let's get into how that's possible learning how to put yourself first reflects our confidence which improves our lives having confident confidence means um that we're comfortable with ourselves and that we value ourselves as much as others value others the confidence we build also adds to the relationship we have with other people and regardless of whether it's with those we work with love or have friendships with it makes a huge difference people just like being around those who are comfortable with who they are so you guys in order to put yourself first and live for you first be comfortable be comfortable with who you are with yourself others will benefit from it so if you put yourself first others will benefit from it you know because if you are tired and exhausted from your busy schedule and additionally want to please everyone around you it will lead you nowhere maybe into a state of depression but that's not a destination you want to reach so you know if you are unhappy stressed and burned out you are not good to yourself or to anybody else remember to take care of yourself and pamper yourself before you even think about others i'm gonna comment on that real fast okay so while i was going through one of my breakups because like i said this this episode was a little heart-wrenching because it was about heartbreak and just you know separation if that happened to you recently either way and probably it's gonna happen to you even if you don't want it to because part of life is falling in love and sometimes having to fall out of it so i'm gonna repeat what um miss lee said and then get back into it if you're unhappy stressed and burned out you're not good to yourself or to anybody else remember to take care of yourself and pamper yourself before you even think about others so during my time of heartbreak what i did to pamper myself and take care of myself i was really into drinking water which i didn't know the full results would be yet but i just could tell that drinking my water one it made me use the restroom a lot which i sounds weird but i enjoyed because i knew like it was just flushing through me going through and it was just it was a positive in my sight and then also i realized that drinking water gave me clear skin like or you know was clearing up my skin so that was just another benefit and so that just made me feel good like if i was pampering myself you know it doesn't have to be spending fifty dollars to get my toes done and then a hundred dollars to get a facial and then boom pampered myself for 150 versus me just drinking three dollars worth of water a day maybe if that and i'm feeling even better and saving money so you guys definitely find ways to pamper yourself it doesn't have to be expensive it could be inexpensive whether you pluck your own eyebrows or give yourself a mani-pedi or you know just massage your own feet like just take time out of your day to set aside to donate and dedicate to you because you deserve time to yourself if nobody's gonna do it for you do it yourself if you can't pay somebody to do it for you do it yourself y'all make you know live for you first always always put yourself in a position to pamper yourself because that's gonna be the best outcome all right to continue um only when you have enough energy and you feel good about yourself you can offer to help people around you so the next thing that's gonna help you put live for you first um is to understand that people will stop taking you for granted when you live for you first so if you just keep saying yes to this 
to things you really want to say no to, you're letting people walk all over you. Being ready to help and being kind is one thing, but letting people treat you like pushover is something you should never allow. When you're too good, nice, or pleasing, people take it for granted. They don't appreciate anything you do for them, and they don't value you for using personal time to be there for them. They will take advantage of your kind heart if you let them. So, commenting on that, y'all. Do not let the saying, um, kill them with kindness, take over your life. Because then at that point, your kindness is just going to wither away, unfortunately. And, you know, you don't want to be taken for granted, just like how they were saying. So, it's okay to say no. Just know when it's appropriate to say no, appropriate to say yes. You know, do the things that you want to do. Don't do it because, you know, oh, they really want you to, but you have no interest. Like, if that's the case, that's when you say no. It is okay to say no, you guys. They're not going to be disappointed. And they're just going to look at you like, wow, like she's taking a stance in what she believes in. Or he or she, you know, not being biased right now. But yes, so that's something that's important. All right. And to sum things up, let's get it. They don't appreciate anything you do for them. And they don't value you for using your personal time to be there for them. They will take advantage of your kind heart if you let them. So, don't let them, y'all. To sum things up, let's get into this little quote. It says, there's a huge difference between selfish and putting yourself first. Being selfish means you're self-absorbed and that you don't care about anybody or anything but yourself. Putting yourself first means being as kind to yourself as you are to others. It means taking care of yourself so you can be more productive and a better person. It means loving yourself just a tiny bit more than you love others. And that's not selfish, that's necessary. Okay, I'm really glad we were able to sum it up with that little selfish versus, um, you know, loving yourself first little quote because I feel like some people are scared to say like you know or put love into them because you don't want to seem like you're just all about yourself or you're scared to think what are people going to think of you look guys as long as you're not self-absorbed and you're not doing things to get at other people but it's like genuinely for yourself and for that pleasure for yourself then you're not you're not a self-absorbed person You're, you're not selfish you know you're just loving yourself so keep that in mind you guys i really hope you enjoyed what today's episode had to bring i know it could be a little tearjerker but it was meant to be said next week we have some great topics going for the holiday coming up thanksgiving so if you're interested on some other stuff i have to say about that i hope you guys tune into next week's episode on tuesday the 24th i believe (laughs) all right y'all it was nice chatting with you I can't wait to speak again on the next topics coming up. Y'all stay safe and enjoy your Tuesday. Hope you guys enjoyed that song. That was Take Time by Roy Woods. Uh, I loved it because it was something, you know, vibing the beat. And it's just that his voice is so unique. I love his style of music. That song was from his album Say Less he created in 2017 and just let's get into some fun facts about mr roy woods so his birthday is april 18th 1996 so he's just a week younger than summer walker so i've just found that just a nice little coincidence for today's episode also another big fun fact that i want to share 
he's another soundcloud rapper to make it big you guys so again if you want to get into the music industry don't let people bust your chops for posting on soundcloud and being a soundcloud rapper quote unquote like if that's a bad thing because people are making it big time off of this platform so you guys take advantage of that situation uh he started off as a talented high school athlete but at high school he did music instead and at the age of 14 he decided like this is what he wants to do for real for real so i respect him for that and at the age of 22 years old Roy Woods has accomplished more in the span of three years than most people do in a lifetime. Born Denzel Spencer in Branton, Ontario, Woods first caught his attention of Drake in 2015, going on to be signed to the OVO Sound label and debuted his first single, Drama, featuring Drake on OVO Sound Radio in July of 2015. Woods' second single, Get You Good, was premiered on OVO Sound Radio in the late summer 15 so this young fella right here got his stuff together did what he wanted to do and he made it a career and we couldn't be more happy about that y'all so next let's get into our last little topic of the day which is live for you first you know empower the love you have for yourself you guys it's important to have self-love but know the difference between that and being selfish so to begin, I'm getting this information from herway.net by Leah Lee, and I just really love the information that she put together for us, so I'm going to read some of it here. So it says, investing in yourself is just as important as investing in others, if not more. So what do you do? It's high time we learn how to put ourselves first. All right, everybody creates their own happiness. Our happiness is in our own hands. By spending all of our time making someone else happy, we end up being miserable ourselves. Because just as nobody can create your happiness, you can't do it for anybody else. It's something we have to do for ourselves. So I'm going to comment on that real fast. You guys, stop trying to make other people happy if you can't make yourself happy first. You know, do things not out of being selfish, but, you know, just to empower your own powers, y'all. So make yourself happy. Next, she says, it teaches people how to treat you. So with that being said, people learn best from examples. If you put yourself last too, the people around you will too. We'll do that too. So you guys, make yourself a priority and make it visible and known. You know, you take care of yourself so others want to take care of you too. Keep that high standard for yourself so others can meet it as well. It's not you know just being dramatic or over the top it's you being you and you're entitled to do that all right you will be one you will be the one who does everything for everyone else and gets nothing in return mainly because you don't expect anything and you don't ask for anything 